Just before we get started, we want to let you know that we've put up on the site the notes that we use uh, as, I guess, the basis for, for our discussion. Yep. So all the notes from books like 4-Hour Workweek, 7 Habits of Highly Effective People, Think and Grow Rich, and things like that, you'll have access to. So you don't have to go out there and necessarily buy it if you don't want to yet. You can just look at our notes and you can get a, a good understanding of what the book's about. Now, I've got to say that they're good. You're doing well. So this is what uh, we use as, I guess, our summary in terms of guiding our discussion. If you head to whatyouwillearn.com slash notes, yeah, you can get, get the notes. Yep, easy. Highly recommend it. Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. Woohoo, woohoo, woohoo. My name is Adam. Today we're reviewing Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Uh, what does it say? How great leaders inspire everyone to take action. It's so, a global bestseller. Made, made famous by his TED Talk, yeah. Big TED Talk. And then even more recently, had that. Um, uh, he did that interview where he was talking about millennials, mm. and that went viral as well. Uh, mm. So, yeah, good book. Yep, very good book. Really good concept. So it's, I guess it's not a hell of a lot more to it than what's in the TED Talk. <laughs> Probably not much more to it than the title, Start With Why. Yeah, but a highly valuable concept. Yeah, yeah. So I guess when you read a full book on it, it kind of just hammers it home more and more and more, I guess. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's the same concept as the, the TED Talk, really. I'd probably say like a one or two page summary would do the, do the trick of the main concept. And it's yeah. a really good concept. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it goes in pretty deep. That's <laughs> it goes right. in pretty deep. So, mate, should we should we yeah, get started? Stuck in. So, part one: a world that doesn't start with why. Yeah. Or intro or nah? Oh, intro. Yeah, go intro. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he was just saying that like anyone can learn to lead. He reckons there's this like pattern of inspiration. You can you can learn the pattern and work it out, which is obviously just setting up the book here. But he says there are leaders and there are those who lead. So that just because your title has, you know, CEO or manager of dot 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 doesn't make you the leader yeah. necessarily. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's sort of uh, that's sort of it. Sorry, mate. Part one. <laughs> yep. So part one, a world that doesn't start with why. Yeah. So he says basically, um, we we all want to make the right decisions, and he goes into some some cheeky little tricks, I guess. He does a little section here. He explains a, a situation. You assume that it's JFK. Uh, and then he, he turns the tables and he's actually talking about Hitler. Yeah. Um, and so he's saying it's almost like a bit of thinking fast and slow in that uh, we all want to be right and we use a little bit of information to make assumptions. And he's saying, but ne- not necessarily more data doesn't lead to more correct decisions, but... The right order of data is what's important, he suggests. Yeah, love it. Yeah. All right, so chapter two was carrots and sticks. So this is uh, some interesting stuff, I thought. So yeah. there's two ways you as a person or a company can do things. And I think the whole book is like you can you can take it as yourself, you know, just per, into your personal life or uh, just through mm. business in general. Yeah, definitely. But there's two ways of doing things, and that's manipulation versus inspiration. Yeah, that's it. You can... Use it so similar to the book Drive. You can use the carrots and the sticks to manipulate people to do what you want. Yeah, but the uh, the main thing is when you manipulate people, it's it's you're going for the short term. Yeah, very short wins. And uh, whereas inspire, if you inspire people, yeah, you're getting long term wins. It's almost like that extrinsic motivation versus the intrinsic inspiration. Yeah, yeah exactly Definitely. like it. I think so. Uh, 
So yeah, if companies don't know why their customers are their customers, odds are they don't know why their employees are their mm. employees either. Yeah, so he's saying that having this why, which we'll obviously delve into a lot more, that why brings you the customers, the right sort of customers, but the why also brings you the right sort of employees. Yeah. So if you're going down the, the manipulation path, this is the kind of things it would look like. So number one is price. So you might be changing price or you know, mm-hmm. reducing the price of something just so that you get more sales yeah. and or more giving, customers. giving like a cashback offer or something like that. Yep. And he says it works yeah. once. <laughs> works once, but then after that, people are always going to be expecting that discount and then mm-hmm. you're never going to sell it at full price again. Yep. Another one, promotions. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing when you you, you promote something, but when it's not a promotion, it, you're mm-hmm. kind of downvaluing it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Another one is fear. Yep. So this is probably the, he says, the most powerful manipulation of them of the lot. So say in the case of raising your kids, you might say, show them a photo. And if you don't want them to do drugs, you might show them like a photo of a, I don't know, a brain with a guy on drugs and it's all black brown and, and black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more like bright green though. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's manipulating your kids not to do, to do drugs. Um, yeah. What else? Yeah. Aspirations, so uh, implementing systems to results you desire only to find yourself with the same habits two weeks later. Yep. He says. Peer pressure, so just peer pressuring someone into doing things. And uh, yeah, so he says manipulations definitely work and yep. every everyone can influence behavior, but there are trade-offs and not one definitely. of these breeds loyalty. Yeah, so he says these manipulations, they lead to transactions and one-off encounters, but they don't lead to loyalty. So that, yes, if something's half price this week, you might go buy it, but that doesn't mean you're going to buy the same brand next time, that's mm. for sure. Yeah. So this is when it goes into... <coughs> got any more, on, more no. on that? It's where it goes into part two of the book, so it slams you with the, the white on. Yeah, and this is probably the best chapter of the Golden Circle, I'd yeah, say. this is what it's all about. Chapter three of the Golden Circle. Yeah, so... Why? So the golden circle, what Simon Sinek presents, is why, how, what. So yeah, so it's almost like if you if you're just listening, it's like a like a uh, archery target, like a bullseye. In the middle of the bullseye is why, and then the next ring out is how, and then the outer ring is is what. So the traditional way of doing things is the other way around. They start with what, then mm. they go how, and then they might touch on why. Yeah. So you might uh, the example he uses is is uh, Apple, and the a negative way of doing it, the the wrong way of doing it would be like, oh, we make computers. Yeah. So that's the what, is we make computers. Yeah, so in that statement, it'll be like, we make great computers. They're beautifully designed, simple, simple to use, and user-friendly. And that's the, the how they do it. Yeah. And then he says, like, want to buy one. Yeah, so all he said was what first, and then how. So the what was the computers, the how was we make them easy to use, but there was no why. Yeah. And then... If you started with why, if which they actually do, everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo. We believe in thinking differently. The way we ch- challenge the status quo is by making our products beautifully designed, simple to use, and user friendly. And we happen to make great computers. So yeah, again, the I'm first statement was why, <laughs> then how, and then yeah. it finally goes into what. So they started with the why, which was the challenging the status quo, thinking differently, mm-hmm. and that was the first thing you you um, the first thing you hear, the first thing you think about. Yeah. And that's what and that's what people buy. They they 
buy your why, which we'll probably get into a bit more. Not not the hair on the what. Yeah, he says. Yeah, he says. Uh, what was that, that quote? You like said it like four times in a row. But it's <laughs> yeah. it's like people don't buy. Uh, it's not what you do that matters. It's why you do it. People mm. don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. Yeah, so I, I went to a. I think I told you this before. I went this to like a timber construction, uh, like seminar kind of thing during the week because I'm into structural engineering. So mm-hmm. these guys were trying to sell products from Austria, so mm-hmm. something called cross laminated timber. So the way they said it, they got up there and said, "Oh yeah, we're from from Austria. We we sell timber, and these are our products." And and then they said, "It's good because it's sustainable." Yeah. So they said what they do and then yeah. they, how they do it and then they kind of touched on the why. But if they jumped up there in the very start, they said something like, you know, global warming is coming. We need to limit the world to two degrees. Every one of our products is designed mm. for our sustainable future of the world. Mm. Uh, we're different to concrete and steel because they're dirty products and these are these are clean and our products are cross-laminated timber and yeah. so forth. So it would have just been a much more engaging presentation, yeah. and and I think the whole room who was there because they're into sustainable products would have bought his why if he started with something like that. Yeah, and that's I'd say that's a really good example. They mm. start with the what, and the what is just appealing to the 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 fact, the facts, and the the logical side of the brain, whereas the why is appealing to I guess the heart, the emotional side of things, mm. and that's you want to get that on board first, and you can get the facts later. Yeah, so just still on been on Apple. He says that um, they weren't the first to come up with the you know the five gig MP3 mm. player or whatever. Mm. There was another company. I think it was twenty two months before Apple came up with it. it was uh, create this company called Creative who already had a line of products. It was a five gig MP3 player, mm-hmm. but that's how they marketed it. They said we have a five gig MP3 player, and then they kept pumping that into people. Yeah, but as soon as Apple came along, the way they said it was, "We have this is one thousand songs in your pocket." Yeah, and everyone thought <clears throat> that's a that's that why. Yeah, exactly. They didn't buy the five gig MP3 player. They bought that create creative, innovative, you know, thousand songs in your pocket. Mm. Definitely, he says that uh, if you're always competing on price or cost alone, then it gets tiresome and expensive. If you've just got what and how, you become a commodity. But having that why. Leads to loyalty, growth, inspiration. Yeah, and the I think he sort of says here the reason that most people go start with what is because the what is easy. Mm. Like the what you do is clear, it's easy. The why you do it is a lot harder, a lot fuzzier. So it's really important to um, get really clear on that why, so you can start with why. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Chapter four, man. Chapter four. He starts with a Dr. Seuss. You fucking love you. I just as soon as I saw this cartoon, I was like, sick. Have you read this book? This Dr. Seuss book? No, nah, I haven't got this one. The Snitches and other stories. Yeah. Uh, but I, I reckon I've, I've pumped through about 10 Dr. Seuss books in the last week and a half. Yeah. They're good is stuff. He, is he still They're alive? Good, nah. I don't think long so. gone? He's long gone. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's long gone. Yeah. Um, uh, mate, pumps with a good story. <laughs> I just didn't sort of didn't get this one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. That's it was why just I was it was, on you. It was just like out of context. But it's cool seeing Dr. Seuss there. <laughs> yeah, it was cool seeing it there. Basically, there's two there's two uh, two dudes here they're called Sneetches, and one's just a regular old dude, but one's got a star on his stomach. Basically, he was just saying that, uh, you know, if you see someone with a nice shiny object and you think, yeah, I want that too. Oh, yeah. That's sort of it. <laughs> I think it's just... Mate, I think he's touching on like people want to belong. I think that's yep. where he says in it. 
Yeah. So, you know, and that's related to the why. So if people buy, I think that's how he relates it, yeah. Yeah. So people want to say in the context of Apple and they're buying challenging the status quo. Yeah. And they want to be part of that. Part of the crew that's... Part of the crew that is challenging the yep. status quo. Yep, So, on. if your brand has a why, then people want to belong with belong to that why and they'll uh, pay a premium and so forth. I'd say spot on. So, this chapter is... He says, this is not opinion, this is biology. And mm. that's exactly what he was saying. That need to belong like the book we did, Tribes, by Seth Godin, mm. saying that everyone wants to belong. So, there's two parts of the, the brain. He says, you've got the limbic, which is in the center, and the neocortex, which is on the outside. So the limbic brain, which is like similar to his, you know, archery target kind of thing, mm. is uh, related to the why. So that's the, well, it's like not, it's not responsible for language. It's responsible for feeling and yeah. things like that. Yeah, he was basically saying that like the cross section of the brain goes in that sort of archery concentric circles, and that the limbic brain's in the middle, and that's why the why's in the middle. So you start with there and, and move out. Yeah. And then, yeah, the outside part, neocortex, is like your language and your decision-making and your facts mm. and your figures and your language. Yeah. So he's saying, mm. basically, it all starts in the middle of the limbic brain when you've got a, a gut feeling mm. about a brand. or And then after that, then you go into the... You start thinking about the, the what's, basically. Yeah. And the example he uses here was saying that, you know, you say you get that gut feeling, which is actually from the brain, not from the gut. But mm. he's saying that... Um, you, you mentioned that the limbic brain is that gut feeling, but it doesn't have the language around it. So he sort of said, you know, if if a girl um, asks, why do you love me? And then you can't explain it. And so you just use like random small uh, small characteristics to, to try and explain it. Because yeah. you're saying that limbic brain knows the feeling, but it can't uh, articulate it. And so you use a neocortex to... Yeah. pick out a few characteristics to list. So I guess if you're from a marketing point of view, that's what you're trying to market to. It's like the limbic part of the brain and the why, and that's how you build some, some trust with your yeah. branding. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, cool, man. So, yeah, he says, absent a why, a decision is hard to make. Yep, so, yep. Which is- Otherwise, you just go for the cheapest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hang on, chapter five. Yep. Clarity, discipline, and consistency. So basically saying that to tighten up this why, how, what. Basically, you need clarity of why, you need discipline of how, and you need consistency of what. Yeah. yeah. So when this golden circle is in balance, all those who share you know, your organizations or your own personal kind of view or values, then they'll be attracted to it or you like moths to a light bulb, he says. Yeah, nice. Should I say it's the case? Yeah, nice. And he, So he says with that clarity of why... If, uh, if you don't know what your why is, no one else will. So you need to get clear on that first mm. before, and before anyone else can. Yeah. I've, uh, in my notes here, I've got Brad goes on a date, page 76, mate. <laughs> 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 Brad goes on a date. So I think, anyway, should we conclude Brad? Yeah. So I think Brad, some bloke Brad, he goes on a date with some chick. And uh, how does he start the date? He says something like... <laughs> So he's rich. I don't know. Actually, no, it's not include Brad. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Sorry, mate. I missed that one. Yeah, fuck. I'm hoping you'd me. save me with Brad. <laughs> no, sorry, mate. Um, I'll just talk, I'll just finish up the how and then what. So basically, the how. The uh, he's saying use verbs, not nouns, when you're when you're describing your 
how and becoming disciplined in your how. So using verbs to say what you're doing, not what it is. Mm. And then what he's saying, uh, you need to be consistent in your what. So have authenticity, consistency, belief. Yep. Cool, man. So let's recover. Part three. <laughs> <laughs> Leaders need a following, which is chapter six. Mate, this is where it sort of dropped off for me. Yeah. So the first 80 pages. So that part two was the best in that the golden circle and then explaining how, like why it's important and then explaining how to get better at your why, your how and your what. Yeah, it's the same kind of shit really, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> chapter six, <laughs> the emergence of trust. So, you know, he goes through a lot of examples of teams with with their why. So, but all great leaders have the ability to find good fits for their organization. Yep. He says that... Uh, he says that, uh, you know, most people... Most uh, employees would be embarrassed to say where they worked. <laughs> so he says that if your company doesn't have that strong, purposeful why, then you might be embarrassed to tell people where you work. Yeah. So he has some, some examples of here comparing uh, people throughout history. So he has a story here, Langley versus the Wright brothers. Yep. So yep. this, you know, back Good in story. the early 20th century, there was this guy called Langley who had all the, the big funding from the universities and the governments and he had this... Huge team under him with the best and the brightest minds of his day. <clears throat> but what Sinek talks about is he he was just after, say, the success and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if you explain what were they doing. This was to get the first uh, manned flight. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah this is to get the, the like first. build the first plane to get someone flying. Yeah, yeah basically. Continue. So, you know, they had a strong what and, and the how, mm. he says. But yeah, sure. But the Wright brothers, who were just a few kilometers away, pretty much had no funding, nothing. They were... <clears throat> didn't have much money. They were just It was guys. just like them and a few mates who were like, yeah, let's, yeah. Let, we want to do this. A few blokes from yeah. the pub kind yeah. of thing. And they had no, um, yeah, they had no university background or no anything like that. Anyway. They were just motivated by that why. They wanted to, they wanted to do it because they wanted to put man into the sky, I guess. Yeah, they had a huge why. So in 1903, the Wright brothers actually uh, were the ones who took flight, 59 seconds in the air at 120 feet at a jogging speed nice good from the Wright brothers and then after that old samuel pierpot langley because he wasn't the first he gave up yeah so if he had a strong why and he actually wanted to do it not for the money he would have continued and tried to improve upon it but he just wanted to be first yeah. he, he couldn't be first anymore so he's like i'm out i'm yeah. done yeah absent a why then yeah no good yep nice cool man um chapter seven you got much on that uh, I don't have much for the rest of the book in all honesty, but, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so chapter seven, he says, the goal of your business should not be to sell to anyone that wants mm. what you have, but you got to find the people who believe what you believe. Yeah. He talked, I did like this actually. Uh, he talks about the diffusion of innovations mm. and he talks about the five sort of types of groups. If you come out with a new product... He yeah. talks about the so this is uh, how to how tipping points tip. So he talks about creating a tipping point. He says that the first two point five percent of people who buy your stuff are the innovators. They want they're the new. They want to always have the new thing. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't care whether it's uh, good or not yet. They're going to go in and find out whether it whether it's good. They're going to get in first. Next, you got your early adopters. So it's sort of like you know they're not the very first, but they're very very early mm-hmm. onto the scene. So he's saying if you can get the innovators and early adopters, you're up to about fifteen percent of the market. And then you start to bring on the early majority who make up the next 50%. That's, so basically saying to get to mass market, you need to get that first 15% yeah. of 
innovators and early adopters, and then the majority will kick on after that. Yeah, so you're going to be marketing to those people at the start. They're, ideally, they're going to believe what you believe. So yeah. that's how you get to that point. Whereas alternatively, if you just market to the whole masses and not finding the people who believe what you believe, then you're, you're just going to fall squat, aren't you? Yeah. Cool? Yeah. Mate, yeah, I'm same as you from here. <laughs> <coughs> Chapter 10, I kind of like communication is not about speaking, it's about listening. He says, filtering your decisions through your why, uh, you're going to spend you know, less, less time making decisions. So, yep. you know, he uses the example of, mm. say, at a supermarket, if you're a vegetarian, you know why uh, your wife, when you make your, your food purchases, so yep. you, you're just going to go through and everything just filters through that why yep. and it makes it easier. But if you've got yep. no why in your life, then it's, mm-hmm. it's very hard to filter all your decisions through. That's I like that bit, yep. So if you value, uh, not sure, mate, but if you value, say, <laughs> your family or something as, as your number one, all your decisions should filter through to support your family. Yeah. If you value maybe sustainability and so forth. So yep. knowing your why and your values makes it just easier. Yep. Spot on. I actually did. Yeah. That was a good section. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, mate. So and part six, discover, discover why. Just a quick one to, to finish off. Yep. He says finding a why is the process of discovery, not invention. Yep. So. Yeah. No, good. <laughs> Any more on that? <laughs> no, it's about it, man. Uh, so this, the first 80 pages I really liked. Really important stuff. Really well explained. Really good concepts. But then uh, I'd say like there's a few other books you could fit into this category where it would just sort of... An 80-page book isn't a book to some people. Yeah. So you had to make it a 220-pager. Yeah. yeah. Probably the TED Talk's <laughs> enough, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's it's five star kind of stuff. There's no doubt. There's, oh yeah, the actual idea of it it's incredible and it's really important for everyone to get their head around. Yeah, but you know I don't think the, you necessarily have to read the book to get the whole point yep. of what he's trying to say. I put it up there with uh, mindset and that the first eighty pages was phenomenal. Phenomenal, and then applying it to all different aspects of the world, you don't necessarily have to read. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, just if you haven't seen the TED Talk, guys, just watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah watch he's the probably TED gonna talk. he's he's probably gonna do a ten times better job of it than than we. Do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, he'll do it shorter as well. He'll do it shorter, <laughs> and um, yeah, not yeah, I'll put you a bit. But yeah, he goes through the example of Apple real well in his TED. He, he loves, loves Apple. Apple he, he loves Apple, mate. I wonder if he still does. I wonder if because mate, Apple's not. Apple's losing it. Apple's lost the. Plot. When did he write? The, when's this book out? Two thousand nine. Yeah, back in was Jobs still alive then? Yeah, Jobs was a lot. Yeah, then. well, that's why. That's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get to bring back Jobs. <laughs> bring back Jobs. Um, yeah, man. So, why time? Yeah. Let's sing the why time. Why time? Why time? Why? Start with why. Why? 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 Manipulate or inspire. Inspire or manipulate. Don't go what, how, why. Please start with why. Start with why, then go how. Start go what. Just start with why. Just start with why. Start with why. Don't give a fuck about the how or the what. Just start with why, 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 why.